Swati Mohan. I'm a guidance and control engineer at NASA JPL, and I'm so excited to talk to you about how we do planetary exploration. This is a continuing episode of the Dr. Swati Mohan series. What advice would you give to others who dream of working at NASA? Yeah, I have three pieces of advice. The first part is know yourself, what you're good at, what you want to do, what your passions are. And I bring that up because there's so many paths to getting to NASA, right? There's so many different roles in NASA itself that there must be a place for everyone. And there are ways to do it so that uh, it utilizes your skills to the best of your ability. So instead of trying to shape yourself into what you think of as a standard mold, find what you're best at and try to to really work towards that. You know, people we have people who started out as dancers and then became aerospace engineers. Wow, okay. We have people in politics who came over writers, graphic designers, you know, and then your traditional engineers. We have technicians who are welders who are responsible for making the most intricate items, you know, all these different roles that all had to contribute because they're massive teams and you need every single piece of the puzzle in order to get the job done. How massive? It depends on the mission. Some are smaller missions, some are bigger missions. For 2020, I actually have to go look up the numbers. I think at some point there were over 800 just at JPL and we had partners at multiple NASA centers, too. So at NASA Ames, at NASA Houston, at NASA right, Langley. Right. Uh, we have contractors, you know, vendors across the country. We had instrument delivery scientists from different countries that helped deliver. So it really, it, I, once you add up all of that, like I can't even imagine how many people had some part or role in, in getting Perseverance Whereas today, it's just massive. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. That was your first point. You were going through the advice you'd give to others. Second point would be to build a good support system. So these are the people who will mentor and encourage you. It's not, it's never going to be easy, right? Especially if you're forging your own path that's you specifically. There's always going to be pressure from from outside of uh, whether you can make it or not or, you know, rejection for different things. And that's a, a part of forging this path. But if you can create the support system for yourself, the people who will encourage you, that will be your safety net that you can fall back to, that'll give you a solid base to which to stand to be able to reach for for these things. Is this like a, like a co-worker or is this somebody outside of work or? You know, I use it very, very broadly. You know, for me, it ranges from everything of uh, the way, you know, my significant other, my spouse, you know, and the way that they support me to my parents, to my support system of friend colleagues at work, you know, the, the venting type <laughs> to mentors that, 
will keep an eye out or to help give that professional guidance, any and all of the above, right? There's, okay. there are always going to be external influences, you know, saying us why we can't do something or, or giving no as a first answer and having a broad range of support behind you that you can turn to, to help renew motivation, to help support and bring you up in, you know, in times of hardship or, uh, when you need that sounding board to be able to turn to someone so you don't feel so, quite so alone, just gives you that added firm footing that will will help you as a as a jumping off point so that you can take each of those next steps that you want to in a career. Cool. The third third item is is what I usually say is to actively do your best, and I I like using the word actively because this involves looking at at it holistically, right? Not when you're forging your old path, the path that you want to follow is not always clearly laid out. And I, I like to give the example between like a PhD and an MD because an MD is uh, a very structured path, right? Like you go into medical school, you know which rotations you have to take. They schedule them out for you. They give you your shift schedule every year. You know exactly which exams you need to take. Then you go into residency. And again, someone is is assigning your shifts, assigning your rotations. And at the end of it, you get an MD. There is, medical school is, is four years. Residencies are fixed depending on which residency you go to. It's a very structured, known path. A PhD is not like that, right? You have to come up with a topic. You have to create a committee and then you have to prove to that committee that you've fulfilled that topic, which could mean any number of, of things. And a career journey is kind of like that, right? Like you may have a vague idea of what you want to contribute, but the path to get from here to there is not clearly defined by anyone. It's your responsibility to define. And it may you know, may go sideways before it goes forward or may there may be obstacles on it, but everything is a learning experience. And to do actively do your best, you need to be engaged in that process of your career to be able to, to learn from each opportunity, to think about what you might want to do to explore and to take those opportunities, even if some of them may be handed to you, some of them may be kind of told or or mentored that you might want to take and others you may need to go and ask, like you may need to create for yourself and it's going to be a mix. People tend to forget the, or not realize how much creating the opportunities for yourself matters. And it sometimes comes down to these offhand comments or the, the volunteering for certain things or, you know, these, even the little things that you don't know where they can lead, but you may learn a lot from them, whether that's, you learn that you don't want to do that and you don't, you know, that's the direction you don't want to go in or it, or it is, uh, it takes both kinds, the formal opportunities that you know of or are given to you or you apply for and the ones where you try to, to learn on your own or you create the opportunities for yourself. Hmm. Can you share a little story about that? Wait, how Absolutely. That? Yeah. My first internship was with NASA Goddard. I was still in high school at this point. And the internship itself, there was three of us that summer. And the internship itself was 
they had a whole database of of parts that were, I think they had uh, drawings for, schematics for, and they wanted us to convert it into CAD drawings. So the the internship was take this piece of paper, look at the schematic, and make a CAD drawing out of it. While we were there, the interns and I, like we had gone out to lunch or gone to the visitor center or something of NASA Goddard, and there was a poster hanging that Goddard was hosting a model rocket competition that summer. So we took we took one of those flyers and we went back to our advisor for that summer. We're like, hey, would it be okay if we participated in this? Because it sounds really cool to build model rockets. And just that sheer fact of asking, you know, the advisor was like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And he got super into it, took us to, the, like, decided that he wanted to sponsor it as as part of it, took us to the Hobby Lobby store, like, bought us, nice. you know, the material, <laughs> um, taught us how to use the machine shop at Goddard and, like, how to build nose cones, took us to, like, a field outside in Goddard and, like, helped us, like, test the model rocket and, like, worked with us on understanding how we would test it. And, and that experience wow. was way more memorable and a learning experience of that design process of like how to build a rocket. What does it mean? Like, how do you machine something? Then the original intent of the internship, which was to just work with this CAD, sit at this computer, yeah. you know, just do this sheets of paper and put the, the document into CAD. Yeah. So I got way more out of the internship. And it all started with just asking, hey, can we can we do this? Nice. Yeah, the audacity of asking and communication is so important. The advisor you talked to, you probably brought him back to like, oh yeah, I remember how exciting I wanted when I was at that period of my time, how I wanted to build rockets. So let's go do this. I don't want to disappoint uh, uh, these people. So Exactly. That's cool. Yeah, I like to yeah. say that the biggest, no, no failure can be worse than regret, mm. right? Like if you don't ask the question, the answer is always no. <laughs> and if, if we had asked and he'd said no, you know, okay, fine. We're no worse off than we were at the beginning of the internship. Right. Um, and I realize not all questions are like that. And there, there are definitely different risk postures for, for each of the questions, but that's the part of being active in your own decision-making. Like, being able to, to take the risk for the ones that you feel comfortable or you can push yourself to take the risk for and asking. Um, maybe it's not all of them, but at least to, to be cognizant about those. Are you interested in science fiction with a Hawaiian twist? Nafi is a retired pro surfer who works security at a pineapple plant. He falls for a girl who uses him to break security so she can investigate a conspiracy to destroy Hawaii's pineapple crop. Unfortunately, she gets caught, Nafi gets in trouble, and the epidemiologist who's behind the pineapple virus is out to kill them. Honolulu Hadi is a cyberpunk action-adventure novelette set in post-global warming Hawaii. 
to get this novelette, go to Amazon and search for Lancer Honolulu Hati. Sci-Fi Thoughts has collected a bunch of show notes. You will find videos of Dr. Swati Mohan talking about her work with some of the past NASA missions. There's also a video of her and her team talking to the President of the United States. And she was on the Kelly Clarkson show. And there's a few others in there too. So where are the show notes? The show notes are right there in your podcast player. If you don't use a podcast player, go back to the webpage where you downloaded this MP3. This is the last episode of the series with Dr. Swati Mohan. The first episode started at 197. If you're like my friend Ricardo and you missed the first episode, you can search with your web browser the series page by typing in Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Swati Mohan. Her name is spelled S-W-A-T-I and Mohan, M-O-H-A-N.